Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying your day so far. Make sure you go to my website, Tuttle.net. The reason I'm telling you to go to Tuttle.net, I wanted to make it easiest as possible for you guys to be able to vote for me in the Orlando Weekly Best of Competition. I need you to write me in on the category Best Podcast Not on the Radio. I know that I've been hitting this hard. I'm kind of campaigning right now. I'm doing my whole uh, politician deal. Even though I hate politicians, guess what? I guess I got to play the game just a little bit. But I know that I'm most likely not going to win this. Like Like I've told you before, Tom and Dan have won this competition for like eight straight years. But I just want to be nominated because I, I've seen the list of some of the podcasts that have been nominated. And I'm not talking trash about any of those podcasts at all, but come the fuck on, people. Like, I'm doing this podcast on an iPhone right now in a 2006 beat-up PT Cruiser in a place I call the Hobo Fish Camp. Plus, I'm dealing with a lot of shit on my plate at the moment. So yeah, I think that my content, my sound quality is better than a lot of the jobbers that are <laughs> that have been nominated in years past. Like, everybody thinks that they can get on and do it. You know, the other thing that I think is really, really funny are these comedians. These comedians... Uh, local comedians, not the ones that have like made it big, but the ones that are doing, you know, openings and just, you know, playing like the funny bone or bonkers. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about the improv or anything like that, but yeah, just the local comedians that think, oh, I'm funny on stage. I can be funny on a radio show or a podcast. It just doesn't translate. It is two very, very different things. As a comedian, when you're on stage, you can actually hear what's getting a reaction or not getting a reaction. That doesn't happen on the radio. You either, you just got to be good at what you do. You got to be confident that you, that you know what you're saying is compelling or entertaining. And it just does not work out sometimes. I hate how they shoehorn these amateurs onto radio shows. And I got I, I, I really do have to get better at not comparing what other people are doing because it, it infuriates me sometimes when I turn on the radio and I hear some of the people that they allow on the air, that they allow to be able to do something in radio, ones that have not had to pay their dues, not ones that have had to cut their teeth, the ones that have had to sacrifice For so many years, but yeah, for some reason, they got a full-time paying gig on terrestrial radio. 
But yeah, no, I'm not trying to sound bitter, guys. I know, I recognize that I don't need to compare myself to other people that are doing well, the one that maybe has done a tenth or even a quarter of the time in the business that I have. So that's why I want you to go to Tuttle.net. Make sure you write me in. I like to keep it uniformed as possible. So when you write me in, make sure you write me in as the Tuttle Daily Podcast. You can go to my website, Tuttle.net. It's very, very easy. There's a banner right there at the top of the website that you can click on. It's going to take you to the Orlando Weekly website, and then you'll be able to write me in. I wanted to make it as easy as possible for you guys who support the Tuttle Daily Podcast. All right, so I don't talk about it a lot because I I really do not post a lot of stuff on my TikTok page. Uh, If you you ever want to follow me on TikTok, you can easily do that. I, I have some content up there, but just go to TikTok and search Tuttle on the radio. You know, that bugs the absolute hell out of me. You guys have known my mental issues. I'm obsessive, compulsive, bipolar, manic, depressive, just broken person. And like, I'll give you an example. With my contact list, whenever I meet somebody new, I I probably have close to over 2,000 contacts in my iPhone. But they're all uniformed. I I got detailed notes of where I met them, what they do, where they live, their birthdays, emails, cell phones, social media, as much as information as I can get. Now, one of the things that I have prided myself on, I don't even know that that's a word, but I'll go with it. Uh, most of my social media, my emails, ways that you can get a hold of me, they, they were all uniform. Like, I will give my ex-wife credit. Like, she was on top of all the social media before it became popular. And she registered at Tuttle, Tuttle with two Ds. You know, because a lot of people, they they sleep on on a social media and they're not able to get just a uniform name. Very, very simple. You you don't want to have to add a bunch of numbers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it bothers the hell out of me that my TikTok page is not just Tuttle. I had to go with Tuttle on the radio because I didn't jump on it soon enough. You know, when they had, what was that, what was that one um, that came before TikTok? God damn it, I can't even, Vine. Yeah, Vine, I even had Tuttle there. My email, Gmail, when it first came out, my cousin was like, dude, you got to get on this Gmail. I was able to get Tuttle, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Twitter.com slash Tuttle, Facebook.com slash Tuttle, Instagram.com slash Tuttle. Everything is Tuttle except that one TikTok thing, and it bugs the piss out of me, and it is Tuttle on the radio. Well, also my PayPal, too. God damn it, I didn't even think about that one. PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. But I digress. Let me get into this TikTok thing. I don't post a lot of stuff on TikTok. But I do get a lot of sound bites and stuff, audio that I might be able to use for like liners or promos and stuff. And I came across this one. 
Now, a lot of this stuff that you do see on TikTok is just complete, absolute bullshit. But I came across this one today, and I just had to try it out to see if it actually worked. Whatever you do, do not say burgundy sauce and reverse it. Okay, I'll admit, the first time that I saw this TikTok video, I was like, okay, what could be so wrong about the word burgundy sauce when you reverse it? We, we've all done that. This reversing audio thing has even gone back into the 60s and 70s because everybody would be like, oh, man, one of the bands, they recorded their whole album, but if you play it backwards, it's like the devil talking to you. And I was racking my brain before I actually did this because I have the capabilities of reversing the audio. I really do. But, see... With cancel culture going on, I would love to be able to play what it actually says unedited, but I just cannot do that. I've been working at this podcast for over a year now. I've built an audience, and I am not going to do anything to jeopardize it. Do I think that I should be able to play what it says? Yes. I, I, I believe in absolute freedom of speech. You know, I, I've talked about this before. I hate racists. I hate racism. I, I respect all creeds, color, religion, whatever it may be. But it's also not against the law here in the United States to be racist or to say racist things. I mean, does it suck? Yes. Are those people uh, just complete assholes? Yes, they are. But as long as they're not physically harming somebody, because of their race or, or stopping them from uh, practicing their civil liberties. You know, it, it's all just words. But I'm also going to edit this, and I have edited the audio just to protect myself and also not be offensive to anybody in my audience that might be an African-American. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you me saying burgundy sauce Verse, then I'm going to play it backwards, and you're going to be shocked at what it actually says. Burgundy sauce. Okay, obviously that was me saying it regularly. Burgundy sauce. I'm going to play it for you one more time, just so you know that I'm not playing any tricks with you with what I'm about to play when I reverse this audio. Burgundy sauce. Now, I hope, I hope all of you guys know that I do not support any type of racism at all or racial slurs or whatever it may be. But like I said, I do uh, support absolute freedom of speech. I do. But I ended up beep beeping out the one word at the end where I can cover my own ass. You got to understand, this is not me actually saying the word. This is me saying burgundy sauce in reverse. Saucy people. Like I said earlier. I did not believe this at all because, like I said, most of the stuff that is clickbait on TikTok and they will just come up with some of the dumbest stuff just to see if you'll go research it or fact check them. But I was absolutely shocked. And if you couldn't tell what the word was, when you reverse burgundy sauce, it says spicy N-word. Saucy n I mean, right there is, is proof that my ADHD does exist because I said that it said 
spicy N-word. No, it says saucy N-word. Never in a million years would I think that uh, the word uh, burgundy sauce, reverse, would say saucy N-word. It just, it's one of those dumbass things that just blows my fucking mind. Saucy n all right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I've said this a lot. I don't like getting political, but I also want to talk a little bit about this next news audio that I'm going to play. And the reason I'm talking about it, you know, you guys hear me talking about my producer, Vulture, all the time. Now, you think, oh, well, is it Tuttle just pretending that he has a producer to make himself look bigger than what he actually is. No. No, this this is a guy that listened to me on the Bubble the Love Sponge show, and he is a complete, total badass. The guy has been a lifelong... fought in Afghanistan, and he got me a great interview, and I'm going to play this after the break, but I want to play this news story first. And... You know, I know a lot of people agree that, oh, we need to get out of Afghanistan. We need to spend our money on bigger and better things. But like everything else, our government, we're, we're just a bunch of dicks. And we wonder why the rest of the world hates us. This is, this is one of the main reasons. Because my producer, Vulture, became really, really good friends with an interpreter. And I got a chance to be able to interview him. And like I said, I'm going to play that after the break. Kind of embarrassed on how bad the audio sounds because it was before I actually invested in getting this Rode microphone that plugs into my phone. So so what I'm trying to say is my producer, Vulture, ended up becoming really, really great friends with an interpreter from Afghanistan. Now. You also got to understand that pits a big ass target on the back of the the people that were helping our soldiers be safe. Vulture told me a story one time where it got really, really hairy at a checkpoint that this interpreter of his that he became friends with was able to get them out of a tight spot because They were outgunned, maybe even outnumbered. And this interpreter was able to help our American troops get out of a pretty dangerous situation. And now since that they are pulling out all the troops out of Afghanistan, these interpreters, they will be hunted down. Because trust me, they know exactly who they are. And they're going to be executed. They will be killed without a doubt. And I think that it is absolute bullshit that we are not helping out these people that helped out our American troops, the ones that are defending our freedom, the war on terror. And and we're just going to leave them behind and get slaughtered like a bunch of lambs. Taliban insurgents capture a district in the north just in the past few days. Tonight, we look at how the American exit is affecting Afghan nationals who've assisted the U.S. and were promised special immigrant visas. National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin tells us the future for them. Damn, it seems like we get treated like the Afghanis. Like, I'm serious. This is the status quo. 
the government always will promise us stuff. And then when it comes time to pie or pay the piper, they're like, oh, wait, what are you talking about? Oh, no, no, no. We, we never said that. This is, this is, this is what our uh, U.S. government is actually counting on. Like, Americans, because we, we are so, like, in our own world. We don't care about what's going on outside of our country. We're like, oh, fuck those Afghans. No. We promised them that if you helped us out, you helped us interpret, interpret, interpretate any of the language and help us out. Like I said, my producer Vulture might not even be here if it was not for his Afghanistan interpreter getting him out of a tough situation. And I, I really do think that the government needs to come and, and, you know, make good on their promises. Could be bleak. Their lives are in extreme danger. For seven years, Ismail Khan risked his life as a combat translator for the U.S. Special Forces in eastern Afghanistan. Now he is safely working in Seattle, but has this warning for the Biden administration about what the Taliban will do to the 17,000 others like him. It will go after every single uh, translator. You know, a lot of people like to call me a libtard or a liberal left-leaning type person. No, like I call it as I see it. I told you guys that I, I don't trust either side of the aisle. I don't trust any politician in all reality. They, they, they do not have our best means in their best interest. It, it just is not happening. And Biden has been talking about this big game of we're going to allow more immigrants into the United States of America. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, like put one immigrant over another, but I think that the immigrants, the ones that risk their lives, risk their families' lives, should get first pick over any of these other Hispanics, and I'm not being racist, I'm not going overboard, but these people that have helped out our American troops need to get to the front of the line. But this is also a double-edged sword. I know why they're not wanting to bring a lot of these people over because, trust me, these terrorists, they, they're, they're very crafty, they're patient, and they are smart. So I also wouldn't put it past them that they would be like, all right, here, here's what we're going to do. I want you to go volunteer for the Americans and tell them you're going to translate, then you're going to be able to get a visa, then you're going to be able to get into the country, and then we got a sleeper cell building up. But in my producer Vulture's case, that that is not the, it, it's nowhere near that. Because I'm, I'm going to play the, like I said, I'm going to play the, the whole interview uh, when we come back after the break. And you can hear that the guy that I'm interviewing, we call him Adam. We actually had to you know, disguise his voice because that that's how serious it is, people. If they ended up finding out that he did an interview with an American, oh, all bets are off. And that's the other thing. Everybody also wants to ask why I call my producer Vulture. Why, why don't you call him by his real name? Do you also realize these terrorists, these Taliban people, 
they put a hit list out on on any of these troops that have been working with these interpreters. And he, he just can't take that chance because he has a wife. He's got kids. And I don't blame him. But Biden needs to step the fuck up, be a man of his word. And if you're going to let any immigrants in, you got to let the ones that helped out our American soldiers. Khan's story was immortalized in the book American Spartan about his boss, the legendary Green Beret, Major Jim Gant. The Taliban went after Khan's family for working with the U.S. One of my nephew was kidnapped. Uh, he was about 10 years old. Khan says U.S. troops called him their secret weapon. Americans are nothing without the, the translator. It's their mouth, it's their ear, it's their eyes. If they leave them behind, they're going to die. Most of them are going to die. And I don't want to hear from the uh, right-wing MAGA people, the ones that say, we already got too many people here in the United States of America. We don't need to let any of these towel heads in here. No. You know, you guys all, you know, beat your chest and proudly say that you support the troops. So if you support the troops, the ones that you say, oh, we're fighting for our freedom, or the ones that say, fuck Colin Kaepernick because he took a knee and that's disrespectful to the troops. You know what's disrespectful to the troops? What's disrespectful to the troops is not making people be held accountable for promises that have been made to people that risk their lives as well as their families' lives to help out those same American troops that you said were disrespected because Colin Kaepernick took a knee, then you're the biggest fucking hypocrite that I have ever seen in my life. Chase Millsap served three tours in Iraq as a Marine captain and spent five years trying to bring his Iraqi counterpart, who faced death threats from ISIS, to the U.S. You know, when you work with the Americans, you put on our uniform. Did you just hear what that Marine said? Those Afghans, they end up putting on an American military uniform. You, you don't think that that is a big red target, like a bullfighter with a red flag saying, hey, uh, any of you uh, Taliban snipers out there? Yes, I'm an Afghan. I'm wearing an American uniform. Just pop me right in the back of the head and get it over with. No, guess what? These people hate the regime. They hate the terrorists, the same terrorists that were maybe had something to do with 9-11, the ones that want to kill Americans. You know, some of these Afghanistans, uh, Afghans that are, are, are risking their lives to be interpreters are more patriotic than some Americans that live here in the United States of America and take it all for granted. They take their freedoms for granted. You know, that's a mark for you and you, it, your life gets exponentially dangerous. Millsap worries about the guilt U.S. troops will feel if the State Department abandons these translators. All right. I'm not going to speak for my producer, Vulture. I mean, he has not come out and said that he feels guilty or anything, but I can tell. I know how hard he is working to be able to get the, the, the interpreter that helped them out, 
got him out of tight situations because, you know, I talk to Vulture all the time and Vulture tells me, he's like, I'm doing everything that I can to be able to get this interpreter that helped us out to be able to get to America. See, that's the thing about it. If you're from Afghanistan and you have helped out the troops, I say as long as you can get here on American soil, you should be able to claim political asylum. If the Cubans can do it, the Afghan people might as well be able to. But I know, like like I said, Vulture has never come out and said it, but I, I know for a fact he probably does feel guilty. He does because there's nothing he can do right now because he is still a part of our U.S. military right now. So he's got to go by protocol. And if any of you guys have any solutions or, or anybody that might be able to help out, please email me, tuttle at gmail.com. That's tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. And I would like to talk to you because I, I would love to be able to help out because I know how much this would mean to Vulture to be able to make this happen. I bet you that there are veterans out there right now who are terrified and really nervous about whether or not their interpreters are going to make it out. The Pentagon says the defense secretary wants to help. He uh, is very supportive uh, of the president's desire and the State Department's efforts to expand and to accelerate uh, the special immigrant visa program uh, so that we can we can do right by these individuals. <clears throat> Bullshit. Bullshit. The, the, this is what most politicians do. You know, here with all the social media and stuff that we have here, all the distractions, all the reality TV, the politicians all just tell you what they want you to hear. They know that the American citizens have such a short attention span and we'll, we'll all forget about it because it does not affect us does not affect us at all we're gonna go to bed we're gonna wake up we're gonna be safe and if you guys support the american military and you claim to be patriotic and you do not support and hold these politicians accountable for the promises that they've made you're you're no you're no better than how you guys have demonized colin kaepernick from taking a knee during the national anthem because it makes you unpatriotic because these people, these interpreters put their lives on the line to protect our troops. And I don't understand why people are not more furiated, infuriated about this whole mess because these politicians are counting on American citizens just forgetting about it and moving on and not thinking about it twice. Congress is getting impatient. If we do not give them uh, special immigrant visas, uh, they will be left behind and be slaughtered by the enemy. They're being hunted down right now as we speak. Uh, they are reaching out to me, these interpreters, in a panic. So, you Americans, the ones that claim to be patriotic, the ones that lay their head on their pillow every single night, not having to worry about if we're going to be invaded by other countries or when the next terrorist attack's going to happen. You know, you say you support the troops. 
Well, then you need to step up. Because during that audio, you heard from a Green Beret, you heard from a Marine, you also heard from one of those interpreters. And if I'm just being honest, and I, I, I might get a lot of hate for what I'm about to say, but I would almost bet you some of these Afghans that have helped out our American troops love America more than any of you people out there. They're, they are more patriotic. They love the country. They are going to be harder workers. They're not going to be on welfare when they get here because they are proud people, and they, they, they showed that. They showed how much they love America by putting their lives as well as their families, their friends, their loved ones in danger to help out uh, and, 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 and make our American troops safer. All right, going to take a quick break. When I come back, I am going to play the interview that I did with Vultures interpreter from Afghanistan. Now, I will warn you, the audio is not that great. We also had to disguise his voice. We also gave him an, an American name. So I just, I'm, I'm forewarning you, the audio is back when I first started the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Absolutely, matter of fact, today's show is 393. This is from episode 116. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Great news, folks. You now have the chance to see the face in front of that sexy voice. <sighs> right you are, sir. The Tuttle Daily Podcast streams Monday to Friday on YouTube. Anything can happen at the Hobo Fish Camp. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, sir. That's enough. <sighs> okay. So go to youtube.com slash Tuttle. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell button so you're notified anytime Tuttle goes live. Good job, sir. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. What's up, Adam? How are you? I'm fine. How are you, sir? Doing wonderful, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. I'm I'm really, really honored. You're calling from Afghanistan, and I don't want to say where, but I'm I'm so interested in the culture, and that's why I'm excited to be able to get a chance to talk to you today. Uh, how's your day been so far? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I, I had uh, some private tasks at uh, downtown. I went to US, so uh, today was very good. Now, right now, what time is it over there where you're located? Because you guys are way ahead of us when it comes to time zones. I was just kind of interested. Is it nighttime right there where you're at? Uh, yes, it is nighttime here. It is uh, 8.34 p.m. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it is dark. Now, one of the things that I was very interested about, what is it like growing up in your country, like school, like Give me, give me an idea of a normal day of a kid growing up in Afghanistan. So, uh, as you know, uh, normally in Afghanistan, uh, uh, like the same uh, like other countries, uh, mm. uh, uh, we start the school at uh, age seven, uh, and from age seven uh, uh, up to twelfth grade, we are studying. That it means that uh, we are completing the high school. 
when we are uh, 19 year old. So during that, uh, uh, most of Afghans are suffering really bad times. So, like uh, most of them are uh, starving, and uh, the kids are going outside. And beside their schools, they are working on the street, getting back to people. Uh, but fortunately, we have a free education institution in Afghanistan from class first up to grade twelve. Uh, the education is free here, but yeah, we can say that the quality is uh, not perfectly free in Afghanistan. And usually, the, the, uh, the kids are uh, like uh, they have different kinds of sports here. Uh, they play soccer. Uh, sometimes uh, nowadays, uh, cricket is very famous in Afghanistan. We have cricket teams uh, uh, and in the summer and winter. Uh, only for one month, they are flying uh, kite. Guy, and yeah, just doing this. Now, I I'm very curious. You speak English very well. Where did you pick that up at? Where did you learn uh, English? So I can say that when um, I was kid in Afghanistan, uh, you you remember that uh, here in Afghanistan, Mujahideen, and there was a fight uh, between the Mujahideen and Soviet Union in Afghanistan, and was uh, like a battleground between uh, these uh, powers and the local leaders was also engaged on that. So we had a chance to escape from and we immigrated to for some years. And uh, yeah, on that time, I was like uh, maybe uh, three years old, but still uh, most of the time, at the summertime, we were coming back to Afghanistan to spend some time with our families and grandma, grandpa. And so on that time, well, we were witnessed that uh, uh, yeah, it was the battleground and uh, rocket was uh, getting fired from uh, one port of to other port of and on those uh, time, yeah, uh, the time was not bad, but at least we had a little bit good time because we escaped. Now, let me ask you, okay, I, I'm very curious about your culture. What is the main uh, image that most, Af- you know, people from Afghanistan have about Americans? Or, or do they love our culture? Do, do you guys ever watch any of our like movies or entertainment at all, or or no? Uh, I'm really sorry, I missed one part of your I mean, like so what? what so, uh, so, so, I will tell you, you asked okay. me the way you learned the, the English. So uh, I, I learned the English uh, actually in, by reading the books. We were in middle school, that was the English middle school. So we, we learned the English from there. That was very basic. When we came back to Afghanistan, then uh, I started reading the books and watching the movies like this. And, you know, my English is better. And now I can speak, at least uh, I can speak, but it's not like uh, academic English, but I can solve all the problems. And uh, your question that, uh, what is the, I, I mean. Well, I mean, like, like do, do, are you able to see any of our like TV, movies, anything like that in your country? Or, or is that, not something that you guys get to see a lot in your country. Unfortunately, uh, today's Afghanistan is uh, uh, modern Afghanistan, uh, and we have more than 40 TV channels here. We have access to international medias as well. So we can see uh, BBC and other international, like Fox News, these channels as well in here. So <laughs> currently we are having a 
good position in, in media. Uh, I mean, uh, in Asia, we are having good channels to broadcast the news and other shows. So usually we are um, watching the English TV, English movies and Indian movies. Now, did you grow up in a, a big family? Like, uh, did you have a lot of brothers and sisters? Uh, yes, uh, I have uh, brothers. One is older than me and uh, other is younger than me and sisters. Uh, both are younger than me. One of my sisters got married uh, ago, and my older brother got married uh, almost uh, three years. He, he's having three kids. Uh, like we are living in a family with uh, 12 members and we are happy. Actually, they have, this is the nature of a cast. They, they mostly like to be a joint family and live together. Uh, so we are also at the same situation. That, I mean, I, I find that very, very interesting. Now, you said your sister got married. How how do how do men meet their partners who they end up marrying? Like, is, is it different than here in the United States? Yeah, it's totally different in the United States. Like uh, uh, in Afghanistan, uh, when uh, a man wants to marry some uh, marry a girl, then uh, first uh, his mother has to go to see the girl and talk with uh, their parents and take their approval. That uh, if they are happy, then after that, the girl and the boy can see each other. Like, uh, I mean, that before getting married in Afghanistan, the boy and girl are not seeing each other. Uh, it's a uh, rain marriage, uh, not love marriage. So, yeah, most of the time, they are uh, some families like us, we are giving back to our sisters to, to, to have a conversation with the boy and see that uh, if they can live together for a long time, then, then we are not having an issue with them. Now, something I've always been interested in, you know, America, we have a whole bunch of different types of food. What, what, what is, the, give me an idea of what the food is like in Afghanistan, like some of your, your, your cuisines and stuff that are related to your country. Uh, yeah, we have right of food here. Uh, I've been in America. I saw your foods as well. Yeah, but the foods are uh, very different here. Uh, like uh, we have uh, and three or four types of rice here. Uh, one is called cobbly, the other called the other one is called uh, normal palau, uh, the the other one is called uh, uh, marsh palau with different flavors, uh, with different mixtures. Uh, and also we have different type of barbecues, like we call it kebab, probably kebab curry. And these are the foods uh, that we are uh, eating usually. And also, we have different type of dumplings. Uh, so we have yeah, a variety of food here. Now, you don't have to say where, but give me an idea of some jobs that you've had. You don't have to say where, but like, what was one of your first jobs growing up as a kid? Uh, actually, uh, you know, before uh, I I graduated from the school, uh, I was working with my father. He's a, he was uh, sewing the clothes for others. We had a shop uh, in, in, so I was working under my direction of uh, that, uh, the, the clothes for, for the customers. So uh, that was my first job uh, when I was uh, nine years old. So uh, I started a job on that day. And uh, after some years, when I graduated, I was uh, 17 years old. That, uh, uh, I, I applied for a job as an admin and HR manager. On that time, I was uh, graduated from, I mean, from BBA, uh, a DBA diploma in business administration. 
So I had the knowledge to how to manage the human resource office. So I got the job uh, in an international uh, organization. And, you know, that time was my first. Now, I want to ask, um, now, how do you know my friend Vulture? Like, uh, tell me about him because I just met him. What kind of guy is Vulture? Uh, Vulture is... Uh, uh, really a good and kind man. I, I was working with one of the international organizations here in So he he came as a, my supervisor. We had really good time. I, uh, and I learned a lot from him. He's very honest. Uh, so really, uh, you know, uh, at the same time that I was working for uh, for them, uh, uh, at the same time, I was learning from uh, workers. And uh, after that, uh, I know him and he's in contact with me. I, I hope I, I'm not offending. Are are women, or do women go to school in Afghanistan? Are they allowed to, to work or not? It's different. Like, uh, we cannot judge all Afghanistan. Uh, like, within the, uh, in a boundary uh, around, like, 15 kilometers, the, the girls are allowed to go to school and they have their own choice. If they can be, and if they, uh, they want to go to uh, school, their family do not have any issue with them. Um, but um, yeah, going far from uh, it's like a restricted uh, due to security uh, situation, they, they cannot go to school, or some of them, if they are going to school, they are getting tortured by, by the insurgents. And uh, they say that this is not uh, our tradition, you have to be inside your home or something. But yeah, we can find a lot of people who, who are living in the province, they, they, can, they, they, they can also go to school. And they go to school, uh, but yeah, the security is a big concern. Uh, the people have a kind of fear from uh, Taliban and insurgents, and most of them were living in villages. They cannot uh, join the school. What? What? If, if if there's a couple of things that you could give me that the uh, my American uh, the American citizens wouldn't know. What? What? What do we need to know about? the citizens of Afghanistan, because we don't hear a lot of stuff. And, and I just want to hear from somebody that actually lives there because we only hear certain things, but there's just more to the story. All right. Uh, uh, as for as I know, uh, all Afghan people are uh, actually thirsty of uh, peace in Afghanistan because they suffered uh, uh, four decades uh, in, uh, like in a battlegrounds. Uh, uh, in a battle among the, the superpowers of, of uh, the world, like the, the Soviet Union, the, the, the Taliban, the, the Mujahideen, and before the, 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 the America engagement uh, where they, they were supporting the, uh, the Mujahideen to, to fight against the Soviet Union. So, so uh, the local people are very peaceful. Uh, they, they are thirsty of peace. They are waiting uh, for us. Uh, uh, to live in peace uh, uh, environment, but for, unfortunately, uh, uh, their I mean their desires are not getting uh, true. So these are the problems. So the things that you want to know uh, about Afghanistan, our Afghan people more, is that uh, uh, people of Afghanistan now knows that who is actually uh, the enemy of Afghan people. Uh, but you know the the problem with Afghans are that everybody is shouting like local people like uh, uh, I'm uh, like they're not politician but as a as an Afghan I can say that uh, uh, 
yeah the the problem is with the the problem is actually with the uh, international uh, uh, countries i mean uh, the foreign countries uh, that they are coming to afghanistan and fighting against uh, uh, investing against to fight the uh, uh, afghan military army or the us army which is I, I cannot name which is in our neighbors but you know sometimes the, the foreign countries are not listening to us that who is the, the actual enemy and who is giving the state payment for, for these militants. So everybody in Afghanistan is now wanting the peace that they, they are not getting. When was the last time that they had peace? No fighting going on. Has it been going on for a very long time? Actually, I don't remember that because I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm uh, since I'm uh, the, the fight is actually more than 40 kids, and uh, you know my parents are saying that uh, when they were kids, they were uh, listening to, on the news that uh, the one was attacking on Jalalabad and the Mujahideen was uh, uh, ambushing the, the military camps in this part of Afghanistan. And you know this uh, fight continues uh, even from 50, more more than 50 years ago. So uh, we we have never seen peaceful Afghanistan in the past, and we are just hoping to see the peaceful Afghanistan in future. Do you do you feel safe on a daily basis? No, uh, not only me. Nobody feels safe. But uh, as for us, I have worked with the international organization and also with the uh, with some uh, use. US-based organization in Afghanistan. Uh, I'm not feeling safe uh, because you know that uh, uh, still the war is going on, and I cannot go even uh, 10 kilometers far from uh, main city. Uh, like from Greensburg, I cannot go to, uh, to to other part of which is far from here up to 10 kilometers. Now, yesterday. We celebrated the birthday of our country. Do you guys have something similar to that, where you guys celebrate the the or, you know the the birthday of your country? Yeah, so we have uh, we have a, a birthday like that birthday is belong to to Prophet Muhammad. We celebrate only that day. We are not celebrating a birthday of uh, a president, but yeah, we celebrate the date. Uh, unfortunately, uh, our, our past. Uh, some leaders like uh, I, I'm naming those uh, like uh, Mazari was the leader of Hazaras, uh, Ahmad Shah Masood was leading the uh, Shurai Nizar, the leader of uh, uh, Hajj. Uh, so after they they, they passed away, then there uh, some people from their families and also from some people from uh, I mean their province are celebrating their this day uh, by fighting uh, heavy. Uh, I mean, right along the streets and uh, closing the, the roads to, to uh, regular publics, uh, creating problems, killing the people. Yeah, we have this kind of celebration, more than uh, peaceful celebration, unfortunately. Now, now Sundays, a lot of people worship on Sundays. What day is um, your your holy day there? Because I, I, I'm just curious. Because I'm so interested in in many different religions. Actually, that's not Sunday. We we have a, a prayer which is called the Namaz Jumma. We pray that uh, at one o'clock in Fridays, uh, 
and we have another holidays which is uh, to to eat. We have uh, one uh, Eid al Ramadan and the other one is the Eid al Qurban. Uh, we celebrate those days uh, just based on our religion and Islam. So we just uh, celebrate that. Uh, if you remember, people are going to Arabistan for doing the Hajj and coming back to Gaza. When they are returning back from Hajj, we then celebrate Eid al Qurban, which is uh, only for, for three days. That is very interesting. Hopefully, I did not uh, offend you. I, I'm just very curious because I, I'm very interested in your religion and learning about it. Uh, well, I really do appreciate the time with you today. Um, if there's anything you would ever need, please feel free to ask. Uh, you're you're a very good man, and 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 I'm very honored to be able to get a chance to speak with you. Really appreciate it, sir. Thank you. All right, have a good one. And uh, Vulture will be uh, hitting you up. But thank you so much for the time. Welcome, sir. Thank you for giving me time to speak. Now, is there any question you have for me? Maybe anything you want to know? Uh, no, actually, I know everything about you guys. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have worked more than five years uh, with Americans. Mm. And since, uh, uh, during these five years, uh, we have a lot of discussions with Americans. And I know all their cultures. Uh, they are very good people. Uh, I have made a lot of uh, friends uh, uh, in my job. So all of them are Americans. Yeah, they're really good people. Orlando Weekly. Best of Orlando. Write the title daily podcast in the category for best podcast not on the radio. Visit tuttle.net where you'll find a direct link so you can't complain that it's too complicated. And if you don't live in Orlando, no problem. If you're a supporter of the show from anywhere around the world, you can vote too. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast, last segment of the day. Uh, once again, I want to apologize for the quality of that audio. You know, I'm almost embarrassed to go back and listen to some of the earlier shows from the beginning of the Tuttle Daily Podcast because it it just makes me cringe when I hear how bad the audio was compared to what it is now. Because I, I was just basically talking into my phone, doing the podcast, and it wasn't until I had Dan Stone help me rough in my settings on my dynamic processing, as well as uh, investing in buying this road mic. If you're ever wanting to start a podcast, you do not need to waste a lot of money on expensive equipment. Just go and, and research Rode, R-O-D-E, microphone. 
And if you got an iPhone, they, they sell a lightning version of it, a lightning connector version of it. And it is such a great microphone. It is studio quality, in my opinion. And I don't want you guys to think, oh, Tuttle's getting lazy. He's repurposing audio. You know, I, I, I really usually don't do that. But I also thought it would be great because I'm sure a lot of people had review. And I know that the audio, Adam, was kind of hard to be able to understand. But you, you also have to understand, we had to disguise his voice. Also, you were hearing the beeps in there. There were certain things that he was saying that could give out his location that we had to get rid of. Uh, me and my, my producer, Vulture, probably sent that audio back and forth to each other probably a half, maybe to ten times, a half dozen to ten times of just, all right, this needs to be taken out, this needs to be taken out. Uh, his voice is not disguised enough. But I'm not getting lazy, guys. You also got to understand, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. Like, I go through my bouts of insomnia, but it has not been as bad as it is right now. Holy crap. Like, like seriously, it is bad, bad. And physically, it, it, I, it, it's starting to affect me physically. Like, I'm getting chest pains. I'm getting all types of stuff like that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, oh, Tuttle's trying to get sympathy for us. No, that's not it. I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. Because I don't want you to think that I'm getting lazy just because I repurpose an interview that I did with a real Afghan. And I thought it was a great interview. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys are safe. And I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, and pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show producer Vulture and co-host Sirach. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com and The Little Cheese Show. Download and subscribe to The Little Cheese Show everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. You have something you want to say? Tuttle at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.